He's here, the paragon of virtue, the, the, oh, the positive Wikipedia of movies. Wikipedia. It is nobody less than Philip Malloy. And, of course, the movie sponsored by the Omniplex Cinemas, who are going to be doing all sorts of classic movie screenings, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Uh, now, I want to tell mm. you something. Tell me. You haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey, so Not there's it. no point in talking about it. Well, no, we can talk a little bit about it. Um, first of all, just to explain to people. Why haven't you seen well, it? Well, th this is that about to explain to people. Uh, it's uh, receiving its world premiere at the Berlin Film Festival tonight. Oh. And uh, obviously, uh, they didn't want anyone to see it before the premiere. To although, give away the plot. Well, well I don't know <laughs> what plot there is. And uh, so what they've done is the, the, the press show is at one o'clock tomorrow here in Dublin. So we'll all kind of see it together oh, right. uh, okay. in, a, in an under wraps kind of situation tomorrow. I spoke to Dave Burke last night and Dave Burke is the general manager of Universal. Uh, Universal is a company that made it in Ireland and he was telling me that up to last night there had been 70,000 bookings uh, for, for it. He it's said a, he'd, yeah. it's a saturation level. He'd never seen anything like it before. I saw some stuff in the Sunday Times at the weekend uh, comparing it to Mamma Mia um, uh, but uh, he said it's, it's not. But it's all the while, if you did Debbie Does Dallas, mm. like, you'd get a huge crowd going to it too. I mean, this is a quasi pornographic movie based on a book. No, here you go again. Based, uh, here you go based, again. And, based, and, and we get complaints about this all the time about you reviewing movies you've never seen. And here I you are. I don't need to see it. I read uh, the book. You do need to see it. I read it. the you, book. You need to I see read it. You're, the provi book. You're, provi you're providing a service for your listeners. The book? I'm entitled. No, no. It's, it's, it's escaped you. It's, it's astonishing after 12 <laughs> years. And this is a program about news, comment, and opinion. Yeah, but I mean, your comment has to be based on something. It is. It's based on the book. The book was written by a transition year student. E.L. James. E.L. James. James. Yeah. I mean, it's the most rubbish book since Valley of the Dolls, yeah. which was another quasi-pornographic book. And and like, and you, you, you read this book hoping to get what out of it? I read it. Hoping to be aroused? Certainly not. No? I, I made the same mistake with this book that I did 50 years ago when I bought <laughs> Lady Chatterley's Lover at Edinburgh Airport and there was only four dirty pages in about 360. Mm. This uh, is a rubbish book. Anyway, it's, and that even okay, we're, ta we're talking about uh, and the film anyway. I and, want to talk and by the way, and just to say to you, by the way, they've already committed uh, the uh, director uh, Sam Taylor uh, Johnson was in uh, New York I think last weekend and she announced that they've already committed as Universal have already committed to two sequels <laughs> everything has a sequel now so they've committed oh. to two sequels Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed and as far as I know uh, the two stars that's uh, Dakota Johnson you know Dakota Johnson is uh, Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith's daughter you know that do you? no I didn't well, know that. well she is and Jamie Dornan who's the Irish actor who plays Christian the, the main lead in it. Both of those apparently have committed uh, okay. two sequels. Is, is, are Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith still an item? No. Yeah, I saw her. No, she, she, she married with Antonio Banderas after that. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw her recently on Netflix uh, with Michael Douglas and she was a spy in Nazi Germany. Oh, yes, what yeah. was the name of that? Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Liam Neeson is in it as well. It wasn't very good. Liam Neeson was a Nazi. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, very good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I saw an interesting movie which I need your opinion on yeah. and I'm certain you have an opinion. Yeah. Uh, 
Major Dundee. What about it? I love it. Oh, God, I love it. But apparently... I'm a big, big Peckinpah fan, so I know you are, but but why? I know you are, and I knew you'd love it. A great cast, a great cast. Let me finish. Warren Oates and L.Q. Jones and people like that. Yes, go on, go on, go on. Your your hero, Peckinpah, walked away from the movie because MGM cut 30 minutes out of it. And he thought it was... he, He thought it was an absolute... A barbaric uh, level he, of he went back on that. He went back on that later, and uh, I I don't think it's one of his. I, I don't think it's up there with the Wild Bunch, but it has all kinds of great stuff in it. It's just sort of classic. What's pe- the greatest stuff in it? Well, okay, what's the best thing well, about? You know it? what it's about. What do you mean? I just watched it last night. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> what do you mean? That, that doesn't follow, you know. Okay, right. Charlton Heston, uh, he plays... No, no, don't do the plot. It's after, it's after the American Civil War. It's after the American Civil War. And Char- Charlton Heston plays this uh, soldier who's looking after uh, an army prison camp. And okay, and, and these, uh, these Indians, they're uh, raiding along the border, the Mexican border, and they're attacking homesteads and they're killing people and slaughtering them. And so he has to go out after them. And he doesn't have enough men to man the prison and to carry out the mission so he brings some of the prisoners with him prisoners are led by a character played by um, Richard Harris who's very very good in it who I think is very poor in it I think he's very I think he's very good in it and uh, there's all kinds of great people in supporting roles but as well the best thing that that, that you're going to say I know who you're going to say yeah, Santa Berger. Her, yeah, yeah. She is. You're so predictable. Oh, yeah, oh you're yeah. so, so predictable. But she's I mean, prettier she's, than everybody else, but she certainly was never much of an actress. Well, she's weird. definitely prettier than Richard Harris. I can give you that. <laughs> he once said, Richard Harris once said that he had a face like eight miles of Irish country road. Well, I, I must say, I think she's very pretty. And, and I liked your man, who's an interesting guy, Michael Anderson Jr. Yeah, the young fella. Yeah, yeah kid, I thought yeah. he was quite good. Yeah. Then you're right. Right. Name a John Wayne movie he's in. Uh, the Sons of Katie Elder. That's right, yeah. The, the, the thing about um, guys like, and I agree with you, like guys like Warren Oates and yeah. these guys were magnificent but, but that, character that, yeah, actors. But, yeah, absolutely. And that's what he used to do. He'd bring them together and they brought sort of colour and substance and uh, to a movie like that. And I, I really like it. No, no. Are I you mean, telling me you didn't stick with it last night? Of course I, I stuck with it. Mm. I watched every minute of it. There you go. And then I went to Smiley's People with Alec Guinness. <laughs> what, were <laughs> what were you doing? What were you doing? <laughs> I was trying to get to sleep. But the the other thing... What was uh, this on? Was it on Sky? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, any... The the uh, does Philip know a film called Appointment in London? Alan asks about Bomber Command. I I think that's Van Johnson. Is it? Oh, is it? Is he a blind guy or something? Is that Appointment in London? Yeah, I don't know. I was asking you. Really. Yeah, no, he is a blind guy. He's a blind detective in it, isn't he? Yeah, they said Caroline is convinced that women are going to leave Fifty Shades of Grey in 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 uh, um. In high... Uh, dudgeon? Well, not dudgeon, no. High... Uh, <laughs> hot and bothered. Yes, hot well, and bothered. Hot and bothered. Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, I saw... Uh, did you see that story about a woman um, in in America who had bought some kind of lubrication to arouse herself on the basis of some of the publicity that's come out of this thing and it didn't work and she's supposed to be suing the 
So in the, although this is a family show, so yes, yeah. tell little Joe in the back to put it Now, I'm far more interested in a movie that actually sounds very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Love is it's, strange. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I liked it, I have to say. Um, and it's, uh, okay, obviously it's quite topical in that, uh, you know, at a time when we're discussing uh, same-sex marriages. And, it okay, it stars two lovely actors, Alfred Molina, you remember him, don't you? The um, English actor and John Litgow and they're, they're a New York couple who've lived together for 39 years. Melina plays George who's a, a music teacher at a Catholic school and Litgo is Ben who's 71 years of age and he's been an artist for years even though he can't sell many of his paintings. And when we meet them they've finally decided to tie the nod much to the kind of disapproval of George's employers in the Catholic school and he's accused of violating the, the moral code of the school and he's sacked from his job. And this means then that they have to sell their Manhattan apartment and bunk with separate sort of uh, friends. So uh, uh, what what it does then, it gives you a picture, a very human, a very witty, I think, an insightful picture of these two men at this stage of their life uh, having to deal with this yeah, problem. Yeah, in fact, it's really interesting that um, we have this. Well, yeah, but one yeah. of the things about it, George, is, is it doesn't go sort of Catholic church bashing or anything like yeah. that. It's very balanced. But, but it, it is, it does happen clearly and and it's interesting about the same-sex marriage thing because yeah. you could see people who are in uh, positions it, that it could make life quite difficult yeah. for them in Ireland yeah. as it did in America. The other thing is that I think film has treated the idea, particularly of male homosexuality in terms of violence, they've handled it very sensitively and mm. well. Mm. There was a, 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 what's it, a series with your man who played I Claudius, uh, yeah, what English about? actor and another English actor, <laughs> but but they just it, I, I like the way film. I think oh, Ian McKellen is the other yes, actor, yes. actor you're trying to think. Of. Yeah, it was a sitcom well. about about two homosexual people living together. That's yes. what it was. Yeah, but I just think they handle it very well. Um, well, so, there was a, a you know Proposition Eight and the you know what Proposition yeah. Eight was and the attempt to overturn it in California. So and there was an, a lot of support in the film industry, in particular, for Proposition Eight because a lot of people know homosexual people and there's nothing wrong or yeah, you know, and uh, so there was a lot of support for. In, in California but um, it, the support for it varied throughout the United States All right. Well, so I, what I'm saying anyway is that there would have been support in the film industry for this right. kind of legislation and it's love is strange well worth the visit according yeah. to Malloy now yes. the, the biggest news of all really is that the right hook classic movie screenings are back and we couldn't have done it without our sponsors Omniplex Cinemas now we're kicking off with the Alfred Hitchcock classic Rear Window it's running simultaneously this is brilliant because of high technology you can see it at the Omniplex in Man Point in Cork the Crescent Shopping Centre in Limerick and of course the Swan Centre in Rath Mines on Thursday 26th of February will be showing it in Eastman colour that was the colour Paramount used at that time but we're going to have digital prints it'll be really fabulous viewing and you can get tickets at omniplex.ie for 8 euro from tonight and we're giving away uh, 12 pairs of tickets at each of the three cinemas. So to be in with a chance of winning a pair of tickets, answer this cinema. Who played the police detective in Rear Window? A, Raymond Burr. 
B. William Holden. C. Wendell Corey. Text classic, followed by your name and answer. Uh, and crucially, whether you're entering for Dublin, Cork or Limerick, to 53106. It's Excellent. really good news that oh, we've got uh, this back. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking. And, yeah, and that's a good one to start it with, I think, because oh, yeah. it is it is definitely one of his masterpieces. Um, you know, it's from 1954. Uh, it was written by him and a fellow called John Michael Hayes, and uh, it uh, great cast in it. And it was made. Um, you, you know, you, you, you actually, George, listen, please. Okay, just listen. Well, I heard you it know, last week, so you know, I don't need you know, to you listen. No, you haven't heard week. this. You haven't heard this. It's set. It's set um, in in this uh, Greenwich Village courtyard, and th- what they did was they they built the whole flat uh, complex. This Greenwich Village uh, flat on they, the back lot. They, they built it. No, no, in the sound stages on the sound stages um, in Paramount in Hollywood, and they built thirty one apartments. That building has thirty one uh, apartments in it, and. One of the things they did was the set was so high they couldn't accommodate it in the soundstage. So what they did was they removed the floor completely of the soundstage and the courtyard that's down in the gardens, for instance, you know, where the yeah, dog yeah. is buried and so on down there. That's the basement uh, of a right. of a soundstage. Okay. And the level that you get on in, on uh, William, on uh, James Stewart's room, that's the first kind of floor. That's the ordinary floor of the uh, some stage. So there you go. That'll make it. I must say, watch it now. David Jacoby. Thanks, Fergal and Lucan. He was in that uh, sitcom about uh, two gay men living together. Thanks to Alan. Dirk Bogard stars in oh, Appointment, Appointment in, in London. London. Yes, he yeah. plays a stressed out wing commander. Hmm. Didn't what? Didn't wasn't there a woman in that? Uh, who we kind of had a dead. She was the Appointment in London. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. woman. Who yes. was the woman? Who was the woman? She doesn't come to me at the moment. All right. Then, what do you think of Boyhood? Saw it at the weekend, Brian and Cork says. Uh, most unusual. Yes, I, I think that's one of its uh, attractions, and that's one of the reasons by why it won uh, a BAFTA last weekend. And uh, it was filmed over 12 years. The director, Richard Linklater, with his crew, kept going back uh, to uh, this place in Texas where they filmed. And uh, so it's unusual. It's novel. It's, uh, it, in fact, it's kind of revolutionary, George. A film has never been made like that before. And one of the things, he had this kind of sponsor who gave him, I think it was, $200,000 um, a year for the 12-year duration of the shoot. Uh, really? So, yeah, so that's what it costs. So this is a documentary kind of, is it? No, 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 no. no. They actually, uh, they, had a, they had a script. Um, Ethan Hawke is in it, by the way. Uh, they had a script. And uh, but what, what, one of the, the things was it's, it's, um, it's, it's built around this young fella, a chap called Eller Coltrane. And it's built around the character that he plays. And uh, so it's him. Uh, basically, uh, you know, developing and growing from the age of six to the age of eighteen. All right. I've just looked up the cast of Appointment in London. Yeah. It was Dinah Sheridan was the lady. You sure? That it, I've looked it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that wouldn't. Um, what yeah. movie really turned you on about Dinah Sheridan? Well, I think one of our great well, uh, performances. I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the the, the, the one about the uh, vintage car race, are you? Genevieve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And one of the great team tunes played by? Yes. Played by? Played by. It's a, it's a harmonica team tune. It's a gorgeous harmonica team. Yeah. Played by who? 
Larry Adler. Larry Adler. So there you are. There yeah. you are. Look, now listen, would you put look at number six there on that list, which I've put in specially for you? No, no. This is a commercial radio station, and <laughs> I have is, to pay my wages <laughs> and yours. Uh, yours being the bigger. More movies in TV, including Game of Thrones, Mad Max, Nicolas Cage, and a lot more Bismarck. besides. Bismarck. Seek the Bismarck. It's uh, movies and television with Philip Malloy. No, there is never any doubt, of course, the movies that he thinks are great, like American Sniper, the rest of us think are terrible. And so it's no surprise to get a text to say, Boyhood was the worst movie I have ever seen, says a listener. And Alan is back again. He's obviously, Who's Alan? Alan is the appointment in London, fella. Oh, yeah. And he's back again. And he said the appointment in London was to visit the Queen to receive your distinguished flying cross uh, for surviving 30 missions. Mm. Derek is half right, in which he says it was Kay Kendall in Genevieve. Oh, <coughs> it was. Yeah, she, no, well, the two of them. Dinah Sheridan, Sheridan was, was with uh, John Gregson, Gregson and Kay Kendall was with Kenny, Kenny Moore. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then wasn't Dinah Sheridan also in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers? No, I would venture to no, suggest. No, no, she wasn't. Uh, <coughs> no. Dana Winter was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's the 1956 version with Kevin McCarthy. Is that what he's thinking? Oh, of? I wonder. Kevin yeah. McCarthy was. Keep your text coming to five uh, three one oh six. We have a. Ian wants to know: Do we have a verdict on Better Call Saul? Yes, we do. No less a person than the producer of The Right Hook, Mark Simpson, gives it ten out of ten. Did he? Yeah, very good. Mm. Now. I mentioned just before the break, Bismarck. Yeah. Is this the Chancellor of Germany or the battleship? It's the battleship. And it's essentially uh, the Sink the Bismarck um, um, story. Sink the Bismarck, as you know, was a movie made by uh, the English director Lewis Gilbert in 1960. And it starred Kenneth Moore, Dana Winter, Michael Harden, Morris Denham, Geoffrey Keane, all kinds of character, um, strong British character actors. And the Austrian actor Karl Mohner, do you remember? him oh very well yeah, well he was in it as well he was the captain of the bismarck that's right yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, the bismarck was it was one of the two largest battleships ever produced by germany and its mission basically was to cut off i suppose the connection between the us and the uk uh, ships coming across the atlantic carrying large amounts of food and provisions uh, for the UK, uh, they, these were sunk by the, the Bismarck. And as I was saying to you off the year, there's a reference in uh, The Imitation Game by Alan Turing uh, to the fact that uh, the Germans, he says at one stage, the Germans won't bomb us to death, they'll starve us to mm. death by denying us all this, uh, these provisions. Um, so that's what the, uh, the story was. And uh, I, I have to say, I said to you as well that uh, I hadn't looked at it for years. I'm not a, a Kenneth Moore fan, as you well know. I hadn't looked at Sink the Bismarck for years, but I looked at it recently um, again. I think it was on one of those channels like um, Movies for Men or something like that. Uh, but I was really impressed at how well the models um, were used in it, the models of the ships and how well the, the fights and the battleships, the, uh, the fights at sea uh, were done. So it, it holds up very, very well.
Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, um, but how is why is Bismarck being okay, remade? Okay, the, 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 well, what's happened um, is there's a a London. Okay, as I was saying to you, every year, uh, the two hundred and fifty uh, Hollywood executives get together and they draw up a list of the best um, unfilmed uh, scripts from that year. And in in uh, two thousand fourteen, Bismarck uh, was a script that was on. Bismarck is a script written by a guy called. Jack Jared Cowie, and he's a, a banking lawyer um, based in London. This was the first um, uh, script that he's done, and the script ha- has been bought. The rights have been bought by uh, Universal Pictures at the Berlin Film Festival, which is on this week. So that's how it all, all sort right. of comes together. Have you any idea? Because I often thought about this. You know, if I if I wrote a script for a movie and yeah. it was accepted, what kind of money would you get? Well, it would depend. Uh, she, um, e. L. James got ferocious money for. Uh, yeah, for, for but, yeah. uh, but, uh, but a this, banking lawyer but, now in yeah. England who writes a and, story and, about and, a battleship. And this, this guy actually gets involved in millions and millions of pounds, the cases that cost yeah. that kind of money. So uh, I, I don't know whether he actually decided to do this almost as but a, he got a, a would, hobby. Would you get a couple of hundred thousand pounds? Easily, easily. Oh, would you? Oh, easily. Okay. Yeah. Listen, mm. um, there's people wanting to know when games of Thro- Game of Thrones will be back. I thought it was yeah. over. No, <laughs> yeah, you're very droll. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I say your family are out there now clapping in front of the radio, George. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Game of Thrones will be back on Sky Atlantic. And by the way, there was I don't know if you saw it or not, but there was uh, stories in the newspapers all the week um, about an exhibition of Game of Thrones uh, weaponry and costumes and everything, which is on in London at the moment and is traveling throughout Europe. That's just a, an interesting aside. Uh, anyway, the Sky Atlantic will start the fifth season on the Monday, the 13th of April at 9 p.m. That's the night after uh, the fifth season starts in the uh, U.S. Okay. And it's just to get, throw some um, facts at people. It's now described, it's a HBO series, as we know. It's now described as the biggest TV series on the planet. Fifth season required 240 days of filming, 166 cast members. Of them were nude. 166 cast members. Of them were nude. Just listen. Sure, if you put nudes in the movie, Over a thousand crew and 5,000 extras on 151 sets in five different countries. Um, the, The countries involved, Northern Ireland, Spain, Croatia, Iceland and Malta. Uh, so this is a huge series know, it's, it's, it's worth getting into like, would you stop will you let people look at these things and make their mind a lot of themselves. people look at it and a lot of people are it's offended. a great great yeah. series and right. um, and uh, HBO has announced that it's 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 highest rated series since it's, it's now higher rated than The Sopranos so. alright okay listen Please help. Well, we cannot uh, ever not help yeah. if we can. J.K. Simmons, is he in, is, is he in for in Whiplash? Yeah. Is he in for best actor or no. best supporting actor? No, it's, it's, de- it's definitely not a lead role anyway. It's best supporting actor, and uh, that's what he won for um, at the Baftas uh, on Sunday night. So he's he's now in for on the twenty second. On the twenty second, we just stop it, please, and let me speak. On the twenty second of February, he's up for an Oscar for. <laughs> I just said that. For best supporting, <laughs> best supporting actor. Honest to God, my lawyer. Everywhere I go, people say to me, would you tell that yeah. man to stop? The older him? you get, the uh, more uh, difficult you become. Go ahead. Uh, 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 very reasonable question by Peter Ryan. 
right? Yeah. Because they had an argument in the pub with your man up for lead actor or best supporting actor. No, You've not helped him out. He's best supporting. But, is there money on it? No, yes. But the second question actually is quite a relevant question. Are you saying that that man's question, the first question was... No, you've answered the first one. But the second one is really interesting because he says, how do we ordinary people, when we're looking at a movie, decide whether the guy is a leading actor or a supporting actor? I mean, it it generally tells, George. I mean, you know what the main roles in a a story are. You know, the protagonist, the antagonist, the two, maybe two, three, four main roles. So in in Major Dundee, Charlton Heston or Richard Harris? Harris. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the, the rest will be supporting. All right, yeah. okay. I'm halfway through the first season of The Good Wife, says a listener. God, you have so much, much in front to, yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. program. I'm really enjoying it. And here... And it gets the, better and better. Yeah, it, here's the killer for you, Malloy. Yeah. I now understand all the fuss about Archie Punjabi. What a stunner and a great actor besides. I presume this is a male saying this, is he? <laughs> no, what's this about? I don't know this. They really enjoyed Le Parapule, my, my French is terrible, really enjoyed Le Parapule de Cherbourg, directed by Jacques Demy. Is that the, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Yes, yes. Yeah, so not, yeah. That's what it is. Was that good? It's very, very good. I got the Blu-ray version of it quite recently. Yeah. And it, he uses um, he uses colour, um, all kinds of colour uh, throughout it. And it's, it's, it's great. It looks yeah. great. The music is very, very good. But it is a musical. He got it from his local library. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. uh, quickly, because there's no time to go. It's time passes so fast. The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, just in case any... any. When I'm talking to you. Yeah, go on. Quickly. Nicolas Cage in a World War Two movie. Even yeah. I couldn't watch. Even I couldn't watch. Well, it's World called War USS Indianapolis Men of Courage, and again, it's another one of these movies that was on sale at the Berlin Film Festival. Uh, you, you know the monologue coming close to the end of Jaws. Yeah. Uh, there's a monologue by Robert Shaw, and that's basically he he covers he, he covers this story in the monologue. And okay, it's the story of this um, this uh, ah, no. this captain called Charles Butler McVeigh, uh, whose ship was torpedoed in the South Pacific in July 1945 after delivering parts for the atomic bombs and of the 1,196 crewmen on, on board 300 went down with the ship and the rest then faced exposure okay. dehydration saltwater poisoning and shark attacks okay. and only 317 survived yeah. and McVeigh what happened to him? I don't know. But John F. Kennedy did this much better <laughs> with Cliff Robertson. Anyway, Philip is back it's on Saturday same story at all. 6 o'clock on News Talk oh. with the picture show. Sure. We'll be and here again we, next we have, we have a very special guest on the picture show. 